This podcast is brought to you by Reynolds & Reynolds, the industry leader in automotive technology. Learn more about Reynolds' online retailing approach by visiting reyrey.com forward slash retail anywhere. That's R-U-I-R-U-I.com slash retail anywhere. Welcome to Daily Drive for Thursday, August 11th, 2022. I'm Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News. And I'm Kellen Walker. Today on the show, GM closes its Chevy Bolt plant after a possible homicide. Canada's Unifor Union elects Lana Payne as its new president. And Mercedes ditches its Metris commercial van. Plus, a conversation about GM's controversial decision to require certain buyers to fork out $1,500 for a three-year subscription to OnStar. Let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. General Motors had to close its Chevrolet Bolt plant for the day after a possible homicide took place on site this morning. Police are investigating an altercation between two co-workers, according to Detroit-area TV station WDIV. The Orion Assembly Plant sits about 35 miles north of Detroit in Lake Orion, Michigan. More than 1,200 GM employees work at the plant. The story is still developing. You can find the latest information at autonews.com. Lana Payne will be the new national president of Unifor, Canada's largest private sector union. About a 1,000 Unifor delegates voted on behalf of locals across Canada on Wednesday during the union's constitutional convention in Toronto. Payne will take over the role five months after longtime leader Jerry Dias abruptly retired. She entered the presidential contest in April, calling for new accountability measures, a more transparent approach to union decision-making, and renewed focus on local input at the national level. Payne becomes Unifor's second president and the first woman to serve in the role. Mercedes-Benz will drop the Metris van from its U.S. lineup late next year and exit the midsize commercial van segment. The German automaker told dealers in a memo Thursday that it will discontinue the four-cylinder gasoline engine that powers the Metris and Sprinter commercial vans. Mercedes will continue to offer the four-cylinder diesel Sprinter model. One dealer said that one accounts for about 75% of the nameplate's U.S. sales. The midsize Metris failed to gain traction in a market that prefers either large or small commercial vans. And Elon Musk apparently wasn't joking last week when he told shareholders, quote, I'm half Canadian. Maybe I should open a factory in Canada. It turns out the EV maker is lobbying the government of Ontario as part of an effort to set up an advanced manufacturing facility in Canada. That's according to a Tesla filing from last month. Musk told shareholders that the company might be able to announce a new factory somewhere later this year and that it could ultimately have 10 to 12 so-called gigafactories that make batteries and assemble vehicles. And those are today's headlines. Jamie, Tesla's looking at starting manufacturing in Canada. That country could be a big winner in the Inflation Reduction Act, right? Yeah, on a couple of different levels. The original Build Back Better proposal that favored UAW-made vehicles excluded those made in Canada and Mexico. This time, they're all included, and the Inflation Reduction Act includes all of North America-made vehicles, so that's a big help for Canada. The other thing is that Canada is really emerging as a source of minerals for EV batteries. A lot more mining going on there, a lot more willingness to mine than, say, in the U.S., well, coming up, Buick, GMC, and Cadillac Escalade buyers will soon be required to add 1500 bucks to their purchase price for a three-year OnStar subscription. 
We'll hear about it more from our own Hannah Lutz next on Daily Drive. Customer wants to sign documents remotely? No problem. Customer wants to provide documentation and their driver's license in person? No problem. Customer wants to have their vehicle delivered? No problem. There are a lot of steps to complete a car deal, but what happens when customers start online and end in store, or vice versa? You need a seamless, consistent process to start work and finalize every vehicle purchase, no matter where the customer is. Chris Walsh, president of Reynolds & Reynolds, explains how. Retail Anywhere is, is powered by the retail management system. So the retail management system is the engine that, you know, that kind of makes this all work. And it's based on the premise that customers can be anywhere, right? They can be in-store, they can be at home, they can be a hybrid of both. It doesn't really matter, but it's a single process of interacting with that customer. And that's you know really important to be consistent in that way. And it's only achievable through a single system like the retail management system. Regardless of where the customer is buying from and how, Retail Anywhere focuses on streamlining dealership operations and improving profitability. For more information about this holistic approach to digital retailing, visit rayray.com forward slash retail anywhere. That's reyrey.com slash retail anywhere. Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jamie Butters with Kellen Walker. The purchasing process for new GM vehicles has, for many years, included a familiar question. Are you interested in a subscription to OnStar? For buyers closing on a new Buick, GMC, or Cadillac Escalade, the answer is now, I don't have a choice. GM has begun requiring all of those buyers to pay $1,500 for a three-year OnStar subscription. It's a decision that definitely turned a lot of heads here in our newsroom and has gotten a lot of reader interest. I spoke with GM reporter Hannah Lutz about it and the likely effects on the automaker and its customers. Here's our conversation. Hannah Lutz, welcome back to Daily Drive. Hi, Jamie. Thanks for having me. You had an interesting story this week. GM is requiring Buick, GMC, and Cadillac Escalade buyers to also take a three-year subscription to OnStar for $1,500. What's going on here? So, yes, GM is requiring these buyers to, to purchase OnStar for $1,500 for three years, so about $500 a year. And it really gets down to GM's goal to increase subscription and software revenue by 2030. So they're hoping to earn 20 to $25 billion in software and subscription services revenue by then. And this is one tactic they're taking. Wow. It's a big mountain they're trying to climb. So I guess this gets them partway to it. So before we get into some of the the why, I want to ask a little about the how. I mean, what, this is actually a why question. Though. Why is the Escalade the only Cadillac in this deal? Is is there a sense that it would be expanded across the rest of the brand? Or is there any, did they give any explanation? I don't know why why the Cadillac Escalade is, is the only Cadillac included here. I mean, all Buick and GMCs are included at this point. It seems like GM, if this goes well, would expand across the Cadillac brand and maybe even go on to Chevy, but they, they haven't said that yet. Yeah, it's just, it's curious to me. I mean, Buick and GMC sometimes move together because they have the same dealers. So it's, it's strange that it would go on the Escalade, but not the rest of Cadillac. I also wonder about Chevrolet. If Is that maybe it's a different value proposition? It seems like if this was successful at Buick, GM would want to roll it out across their volume brand too. 
Right. And maybe they will. Maybe they'll see what the reaction is from the Buick customers and from GMC and Cadillac and then move on to to Chevy. But so far, I mean, the reaction has been been surprised among customers because this is part of the MSRP. It's not an optional item anymore as it has been for so many years. The so-called uh, mandatory option, right? <laughs> sort of uh, oxymoronic. Has there been much pushback? I mean, to a lot of folks, I think it does. It, it looks like a money grab. Demand is high and supply is low. So it's like, well, it's sort of a price increase. They're giving something for it, but it's kind of strong arming shoppers maybe into a subscription that they might not have wanted, but for a vehicle that they need. Right. Demand is so high and pricing has been so high for so long. So now these customers are put into a position where they don't even have a choice. They're getting this service, but even if they choose not to activate it, they're not getting any sort of refund. So I expect a lot of pushback from from customers, especially when the chip shortage is continuing to delay these vehicle deliveries or forcing customers to wait on specific features like heated seats or ventilated seats or heating heated steering wheels, but now they have to pay 1500 for OnStar, which they may or may not have wanted. You know, here in Detroit, it's kind of a, a funky market. Most people get an employee or a friends and family kind of discount for, for one automaker. Some can choose between others, but I mean, outside of this market, Shoppers don't like it. They'll go to the Ford store, right? Or or somewhere else, they'll they'll buy from a competitor. So it seems a little bit risky. What's been the experience with OnStar? How's it? It's had a quite a track record. Is it a successful business for GM? Yeah, it's been around in various forms for 26 years. So if you count that as success, I, I would say it's it's successful. At the end of last year, there were 4.2 million paying subscribers of of OnStar. And I mean, the GM executives were really focused on OnStar for this software and subscription revenue strategy. Last year, they expected OnStar to generate about $2 billion in in revenue for the year at a margin of um, about 70%. So it is a successful business for them. And this is a way for them to expand the customer base. Yeah, I guess so. It's still, gosh, even if they have 4 million subscribers, if they're all paying $500 each, that's like $2 billion, which is a lot. But to think that they're trying to uh, grow that, you know, to 20 or 25 billion, that's still a, a big, a big delta ahead of them. Yeah, it is. But they, if they do it this way, if they uh, make it a requirement, then they probably will get there. All right. Any final thoughts on uh, on this OnStar subscription pricing? Well, I guess the only thing I'd say is that GM is positioning this as a, a way to make the installation of the OnStar software more seamless. The hardware is already there. So by turning it on for everyone and requiring everyone to, to pay for it, GM is saying it's a, going to be a more seamless experience for the customer. Uh, probably more seamless for GM and its dealers, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah. All right. Hannah Lutz, GM reporter for Automotive News. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. Hannah Lutz covers GM for Automotive News. You can find her reporting on GM's new OnStar requirement in our upcoming print edition or at autonews.com. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters. And I'm Kellen Walker. Thanks to Automotive News Coordinating Producer Jake Neer for his help on today's podcast. You can get the latest news on auto retail manufacturing and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. 
Come back tomorrow for a conversation with fixed ops coach Mike Vogel about customer retention. If you enjoy the podcast, remember to like, leave a review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode.